I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright, and I'm here with the super millennial, David Barreto, giving us the millennial perspective. How you doing, Big Dave? I'm doing good. How's it going? It's good. You love this week's topic because this week's topic is love. And today's Connection Thursday, we're discussing finding love. Not finding love in all the wrong places, David. Just (laughs) finding love. You okay with that? Let's do it. So let's do this. The definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection. It is this definition and belief about love that causes us to seek love, try to find love. We want that intense emotion, which, as we will discuss, is not love. True love is a state of being. It's not some explosive emotion. Our emotions stem from the head, cage mind. Our beliefs, our programs of love, gets activated in the head, and we feel intense feelings and emotions in the body, in the heart. The reason these feelings are not true love, because these feelings come with attachment attached to a person or a thing, and true love cannot be experienced with attachment. Do you understand that aspect of this? Yep, for sure. So you fall in love, the feelings are powerful, and the early relationship is intense with an explosion of emotions, and you guys scream to the world, we're in love. But something happens to love as time passes. The feelings and emotions that swept you off your feet have seemed to disappear. You want those feelings. You need those feelings. And as time passes, as the intense emotions of love are becoming fewer and farther between, you begin seeking love. You begin to develop resentment. You blame the other for not doing this or doing that. And you seek to find that love. You may become bitter. You may become withdrawn. You may just settle, or you may leave all, leave the whole relationship entirely, seeking the next love. See, explosion and those wonderful, intense feelings of love are not love. Your thoughts on that, David? You want to give your opinion on that, since you're so in love? <laughs> I think it's just uh, the ignorance and, and misunderstanding of it, you know. We talk about what we've seen or what we taught or what we perceive is, you know, and it's crazy because we do this with all categories, you know, health, what do you really think health is or finance or freedom or anything. And I think love especially is the one that most people just don't understand at all. I totally agree with you. See, to understand love is actually to find true connection to yourself and the all. So let's start by looking at this exploration of the energy of love. If you look at the energy of love, 500 love is a purple zone energy. It's a very high state. This is a state of being, not doing. True love is not doing. Mm -hmm. It's not rituals. It's not a story. True love is free, light, pure. It's quiet. And quite the opposite of the definition we just stated earlier about the explosion. So the 500 love energy is where we experience true freedom. This is a state of being. There's no attachment, no expectation, no judgment, no rules or 
there or playbook. There's nothing like that. The behavior that stems from the love energy is compassionate, generous, nurturing, but not controlling. There's no expectation. Love is given without needing reciprocation. In this state, gratitude and forgiveness sets behavior. All of this generates unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you how, how that really works? Yeah, I think the, the expectation aspect is the part that I think most people miss out on. Because I think there are standards, you know, but expectations of love is very different. And people confuse both of those. Yeah, because if we look at to experience this state of true love, it begins with you. See, loving yourself. True love cannot come from the outside. It always stems from within. And the challenge true love faces in today's world is that most people have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird, but it is. The human being is set with an identity as a child. This sets your reality as an adult. Your belief about love is held in this identity. And when the objective reality matches your love identity, which means the script held in mind is in alignment to what's happening in that moment, you feel love. You feel the emotions of love and all is great. But if the objective reality of what is happening in the world fails to match and align with that script, your subjective reality held by the identity, your experience is conflict. So you can see how in today's world, how that can really be misleading. It's funny. What's misleading is actually what you feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? It really is. So you think you got a, your new boyfriend calls you every day and and this is the ritual, right? Calls you every day, calls you every day. You're deeply in love. Then one day there's no call. Immediately conflict. You get upset and then worried and finally you reach him. He states, oh, I didn't have service. I was surveying some land outside the city. You feel relieved, but you still had that conflict. So as things continue and the relationship begins to age, these calls become more infrequent and the conflict begins to get distorted. Your friends tell you, He might be cheating on you or he's just selfish that he doesn't call. The conflict becomes lodged in resentment and this drives negative behavior to attack. And as you attack, you then feel bad and the conflict now gets stored in regret and you feel guilty. But he still doesn't call when he's supposed to. And that makes you crazy. He should call. If he loved me, he would call. He used to call. I don't know why he doesn't call. And now I know I've created a simplified scenario, but take a moment. Has this ever happened in your life? Those lists, I'm asking you, David, I'm asking those listening. Has it happened where, you know, all of a sudden the relationship changes because maybe you're not getting a call or maybe he forgot to tell you he loves you or she forgot to do this or like she used to support you and, and make you dinner and all of a sudden she stops doing that. It's something. Mm-hmm. You, you can you touch on that a little bit from your experience? Yeah, I think especially as uh, the relationship gets older or more mature, especially like I, I think about like how me and Vanessa when we started like it was six almost seven years ago. I I was a completely different person. I was going out every night. I was doing car stuff. We were going 
play pool, go to bars, go to clubs, do stuff like that. And then we would text all day, all day, all day. And then now she's like, you know, we don't. I was like, yeah, I live with you, you know? So there's a lot of things that the relationship evolves doesn't mean that those things don't mean I don't care. It's just evolved into something different. And I said, do you think our parents text all day? She goes, you know what? You got a point. And I think that's the part that people forget. They hold on to that honeymoon phase kind of thing. Yes. And expect it to be like that. Expectation. Mm -hmm. That's an attachment, right? See, we cannot experience love from the head, from the identity. We can only experience love from the heart, the true self. And if you cannot connect and love yourself, you will not find true love. It's impossible. See, most people carry an identity of, of what this identity they carry in their mind is an identity of what they do. And while others will carry the identity of what has happened to them, right? Who defines who you are? Who defines what love is? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about love? Because if you cannot dig deep and go within, especially when it comes to love and relationships, you will seek others to make you feel whole. And many times, this is the love explosion of feelings and emotions we talked about. You want to be loved. You want to be seen. You want to feel love. You want to feel safe. You want to be part of the great love stories that you've been told throughout history. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to you, what you said. It, people don't know what it is. And man, a lot of people just settle in their relationships and it's the same old, same old. Or they work really hard. They're, they'll say, yeah, you know, I'm working hard to make my relationship better. When I hear those words, I know the relationship cannot heal. Mm-hmm. Because if you have to work hard at a relationship, that means the relationship is broken. There's two different realities. Can't have two different realities and have connection. You can have two different realities with both people growing, right? But when they come together, those realities got to come together or you have conflict. Does that make sense to you or does it sound too abstract? No, I think that was the, the thing that like I th- the reason why I think me and Vanessa have grown so much is because, yes, we both work hard, but not on the relationship. She's worked really hard on herself and what she needs to do to get her stuff together. And I did the same thing. So, yes, are we both working hard on our relationship? Yes, but not directly. We're working on ourselves because that has raised our relationship. David just gave you the secret to an expansion relationship. He just I hope you guys heard what he said. They're not working hard on their relationship. They're working hard on their own relationship with themselves. That's how you build a relationship. See, true love stems from that creation mind heart, not the cage mind head. Our first love must be the love of thyself. By focusing on the creation mind, love begins to naturally express. I want you to think about what David just said. When you you focus on the creation mind, which is your heart, Love naturally expresses. The first connection to the heart creation mind is discovering your true self, discovering your purpose, your true values, creating awareness by splitting the eyes, the eye of identity, that ego, that critic, that voice in your head, and that eye of presence, which is connected in the heart. It's creating that awareness so you have the ability to let go and respond. Once you have that 
connection. Next, you begin to use the tools of the heart to open the energy of love. The first tool is imagination. It's actually getting back to being childlike. That's a process we do at higher goal setting in stress mastery, but it's really connecting to who you are. I was working with a client today and he's 33, very, very successful. And and he's in a beautiful life transition. But when we went in and we went to his seven-year-old self, and he, he wrote down, he goes, this is where, this was my seven-year-old self. And he started, he wrote this whole description. And then I stopped and I said, look at that description. Cause he didn't even realize what he wrote. I go, that's you. Mm-hmm. That's the whole goal of stress mastery to get you back there. Cause that's your true self. That's where the imagination and you become childlike and that's where higher goal setting and that comes in. Then number two, you use forgiveness. This is part of the heart connection. True forgiveness cuts the tethers from the past. That's how we heal. It happens when you move into full acceptance, which means you're accepting the negative event or the conflict that happened and using the let go technique to release the feelings, the actions of the past that the conflict holds. That's forgiveness. And that also releases you from the past and makes you more connected to your heart. And then three is gratitude. To become truly thankful activates the heart. To become thankful for all aspects of your life, so-called good or bad, right? This activates 500 love as you release attachment. This is a big key. These are the key factors of all this. What do you? So you understand what you just said that you and Vanessa have an expansion relationship. And a big thing, Vanessa's a love purpose. And your mom was talking about her, how much she's changed. I go, you know what changed Vanessa a lot was her doing a bodybuilding competition. She learned to take care of herself and love herself and not have to lean on David for acceptance and to be seen and approval because that was the early Vanessa that I knew five, six, seven years ago. That Vanessa doesn't exist anymore. And what does that do? It changes the relationship. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, the, the biggest part of that, I, and, and you mentioned it, was we didn't bury our heads in the sand on what needed to be fixed. Because, you know, we, we, we both laugh and people are like, oh, you guys are perfect, stuff like that. We, we both acknowledge, like, we're far from perfect. Trust me. We're normal, but we acknowledge we're normal. So when something comes up, there's no hidden back end that I'm going to get yelled at five days from now from something she got pissed off about five days earlier. Like she lets me know and we have a conversation about it, things that we need to fix or, you know, the give and take, you know, for certain things. There's time where she needs more time of the day and I need to go out and do the groceries and the cooking and the cleaning and all that. And then you'll watch it warp because we have roles at certain times. So instead of keeping it like this is how it is and it's never going to change, it's always molding and it's different. That's why we said we've evolved from the beginning and we're every day. It's a different like evolution. So people understand though, you got to go to the tools of the heart. If you want to find love, it's a natural thing. Love is as you, as you begin to release attachment. And one of the most important things for that, that creation of my heart is gratitude. In fact, Brene Brown has found that there's a relationship between joy and gratitude. It's not joy that makes us grateful, but it's gratitude that makes us joyful. 
This is the truth. If you study the stress mastery energies, this statement for Brene Brown makes total sense. If you're waiting to be happy or you're waiting to find this happiness with some type of goal to be accomplished or a person in your life or the what the person to act a certain way, if you're waiting for that before you become thankful, you're stuck in the red zone 125 desire. And that high red zone is what makes you frustrated. It's what makes you angry and it's what creates resentment. But if you activate the creation mind heart by being grateful now, the 500 love energy naturally rises and expands to 540 joy. Now, in 540 joy, you have fulfillment as you climb your mountain. If you live your life from the connection of the creation mind heart, you live in the present. And this allows you to set your intentions connected to your spirit. These are the keys that Brene Brown is talking about. You cannot build a relationship in the want of control, imposing your will with a bunch of rules, a bunch of stipulations. It just can't work. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that, David? Yeah, I think that 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 becomes the like the fluidity of like a relationship. You know, the rules and stuff. Should there be guidelines in a relationship? I think, like you said, there. The contract between you and mom, the understanding, that's a rules that is established. That's not a, a, it becomes an expectation after it's both agreed upon. It's not a one sided expectation. And I think that's But it's the done point. in neutrality. Well, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's why, yes. You know, if you say you're going to do something and I'm going right. to do it, then I expect you to do it and you expect yes. me to, you know, withhold right. that. That's why I said the standard. Integrity. Exactly. That's that's a word yeah. you're looking for. Yes. And, and I think that is the part where people have that conversation with themselves. Well, she better do this. He better do that. <laughs> and when they don't, you're pissed off because they didn't do it. But was that ever expressed? Because right. a lot of the times, I, you know, in the past, we used Very to that good. And she would say it. I'm like, well, you didn't say that. And then she never has to mention it again. And that's Yeah, you don't even know why somebody's mad, right? They, they cre- That's what I mean by... So when you said that you guys worked on your relationship because you guys were each working on your own selves, right? That means you're climbing your mountains. And when your relationship comes together, it's in a higher state. When people don't work on themselves, then what happens is they have their own reality. And in that reality, if they have attachment or supposed to's or have to's in order to feel wanted, to feel loved, to feel appreciated, and you don't know it, and you don't do it, and you don't meet their expectation, they're mad at you. You don't even know why they're mad. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time in relationships. And then people will talk about relationships. Well, you got to communicate. The question is, who is communicating? Yeah. If the eagles are communicating, I guarantee you guys are, we just talked earlier, if it lines perfectly, love is love is blooming. If there's a misalignment, then the, the hammer is dropping. That's really the truth, right? Yeah. So if you live your life from that connection of the creation mind heart, you live in the present. You set your intentions connected to spirit, setting and closing each day in gratitude and forgiveness. You're exercising conflict resolution, especially in relationship rules we've talked about. And you do this also. You don't go to bed with a conflict. You figure it out. Mm -hmm. We have a conflict. Let's talk about this and figure it out. You're taking care of your body and your mind. You then find love. The love of life. This is living in faith. There's no more worry. 
There's a strong resilience in a relationship and you're living in harmony. And that is what is called pure love. That is true love. So, I mean, it's, it's so important that people understand this because there's so many stories about love and understand this people. If you have one love program with a story and your partner has a different love program with a story, you're going to have conflict. You guys have to come together. And that means letting go of your old belief systems and creating a new self-authored relationship category. Your thoughts on that, David? As a millennial, because I'm older and I've had enough experiences to know, you know, life experiences, uh, what bad relationships are like in this. What does it do for somebody who's younger at 30? I think understanding or at least being able to identify the quality of your problems, you know, there's some problems that need to be addressed. And I fully, I fully believe that. And I think that comes from a higher energy. And that's why I say like quality of it. Cause if you're constantly arguing about the dumb little things, that's bad quality problems. That's things that you're letting your ego get a hold of and just kind of bicker back and forth right. and creating, you know, resentment within a relationship, which should be going the other way. And then the quality problems that will come up from like a higher energy issue is something that expands your relationship outwards and I think that if you're constantly having these dumb little, and you're like, oh, here we go again, here we go again. I know when she brings me something out, she's thought about it. She sat on it, and it really bothers her. So it's my job not to just take reaction and sit, because maybe just explaining my side corrects the problem. She goes, oh, I didn't realize that, and it's dissolved immediately. Or Many I may times. have to work on something, or sure. she may have to work. And that's what expansion is. So these aspects of living in love, what we're talking about love this week, right? Where do you go with, I have a few aspects here, you know, but one is really integrity, integrity of behavior, doing what you say you're going to do. It's respecting the other person. How does social media play into this in today's world? Um, I, I think it, it's people pretend that social media isn't real life. And it is, it's, you know, the action, the energy that you put on an app is the same thing in person, you know, something you won't say to somebody's face in person, don't say it online. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to like out of respect for, you know, a relationship, you can't control what people say to you, you control the energy you give back. And I think that's the part that needs to be there, but it also has to have a sense of trust and understanding. Like you're either going to do right by me or you're not. But constantly worrying about it is how you go down a, a wrong rabbit hole. So what do you do about groupies? And I have groupies. I know it sounds crazy that this 62-year-old man has groupies. I have groupies. <laughs> and, uh, they, they, well, and, and I block them. Is that the right thing to do? Because it just out of respect for Linda, it just doesn't feel right to me. It's, what do you do about that? Well, I, I think in that case, it's the same thing about, you know, not showing energy because as long as you're on social media especially like in a position where you'll start to gain like notoriety or fame or you know just acknowledgement in general you can block a hundred of them and then in a few weeks they're, they they start to repopulate because it's just the same reason i think it's just establishing like who you are you know when i when i see certain relationships or friends that you know you look at their page and it has nothing about them being in a relationship things like that you can't get mad at the person writing you because mm -hmm. they don't have that established. Like when you go to mine, I post Vanessa, we post sure. our workouts and things like that. So one, I'm already establishing a precedent there. 
But also, you could try. You're not going to get a response back. You're not going to get any energy from me. Yeah, and that that's what I do. Diffuses that particular person or whatever it is from even doing it. You know, I'm not the one that's going to look stupid. <laughs> so I just like I try to protect it the best I can, but you know the way it is. So that's one thing. So social media is one thing. Aspects of living in love. Another thing I have here is quality time for self and others. Right. So if you're in a relationship, quality time's huge. We, I call it relationship time, Linda time. Right. But also you have to have time for your friends and you have to have time for yourself. Right. Time for family. How do you look at that aspect of the relationship? I, I think you, you said it, that there's a time and place for everything. And there's a lot of times where they can kind of merge. Like Vanessa is my most consistent gym partner. We don't train together, but she helps me set my pre-workouts up when we're doing the podcast and stuff. My my pre-workout meal is set up, like all of that stuff. And then we ride to the gym together. We put on songs that we like. So things like that, we're adding as much time as we can, you know, in the spaces in between. And I think people forget about that. They'll get in the car, go to the gym. They're on the phone the whole time. Or they're not talking or you're driving somewhere like our drives are some of the most fun things that we do. And it could just be going an hour away to pick something up. And then after some of, I make sure my friends fit with Vanessa. Like that, that, that has to, if you don't, if you don't like her, you don't like that. It's just not going to work. And that ah, way, good. a lot of times my friends will invite me to somewhere and they're inviting me and Vanessa because they get along with her. Yep. They like it. So I get to include a lot of quality time in multiple categories. Is that why I don't have any friends? Because of Linda? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not going to step into it, are you? No. <laughs> She's listening to the podcast, just so you know. All right? So that's that's something that was interesting, you know, on, on time and everything else. You know, the other thing is, like, affirmation of speech, I think, is important. We like to joke. We joke a lot, me and you joke a lot. But you have to understand that. If you're joking and using deprivating humor towards that person because you really are carrying resentment and you're really kind of hurting their feelings, you say, oh, I'm just joking. I see that all the time in relationships. Mm -hmm. So affirmation of speech is be positive or, or at least be on the same page. You know, we have the glove for the jab. You know, we have the famous boxing glove. For some reason, it's sitting on my side. I must have thrown a jab at her. You know what I mean? But we have a relationship where... I I don't know. I must tell her I love her a hundred times a day because I just feel that way. I feel like telling her that it doesn't it doesn't take me but a second. Sometimes I text it. Sometimes I'm just working and I pause for a second. What do you think of what the words and the affirmation of speech is in the relationship? I think that is probably one of the more important things. Especially you know it's it's interesting when it comes to somebody that is working hard and it's a slow progress thing, you know, especially like bodybuilding or working on yourself or even trying to build the career. Just, you know, proud of you, you know? And and I told Vanessa the other day, I was like, thanks for going to work for us. You know, it's mm-hmm. a us thing. Yes. And that type of stuff is, I think the conversation needs, it'll be a lot of we and appreciation on the other side without any skin in the game for it. You know, she'll tell me, she'll say, Hey, thanks for making my meals today. I make them all the time. Like to me, that's normal, but she'll say, thank you. Usually once, twice a day before we go to sleep. It's always, I love you before we hang up the phone, yeah, you know, see. just certain things that we've developed into it that become natural is just all day. Kind of. If you haven't told your, 
intimate partner, you love them today, something's wrong. I, I, it's just the way I, I feel. It's a natural thing. It's not something I have to do. It's not even an expectation. It just feels yeah. like you don't have a connection. There's something off there. Mm-hmm. So the last one I have is, I think this is really important. If you're going to live in love and really understand love, you have to know you're, you're worthy your own self-worth. Because if you don't have your own self-worth, you will not set boundaries. If you don't set boundaries, then you're going to be in a want of approval, the want to belong, these needs. You'll become needy and stuff like that. You have to know your own worth. And that way, the your partner and you have a conducive expansion relationship. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that that becomes the, the standard. I, I think that there's a standard in a relationship and each person holds their own standard. You know, and I think that that is one that everybody's going to be different. And you say it all the time. What works in our relationship may not work for others. And that's because you set a standard for yourself. She set one and then you set one as a relationship. I think understanding that and then understanding when and where to acknowledge when that standard's not being met. Communicate. Because maybe maybe there's something going on. Maybe there isn't. Maybe that person just kind of uh, fell off and maybe the effort hasn't been there. Sometimes just acknowledging it becomes the the, the thing to do. You know, it's not nitpicking. It's not constantly like, oh, you left the toilet seat up. Kind of, you know, stupid things. That's the the low quality. I never leave the toilet seat up, ever. (laughs) That that becomes the, (laughs) the, the low quality problems that I'm talking about. You know, does it annoy you? Yeah. Is it worth starting an argument over? Exactly. No. So why do it? How about when life, you know, because right now we're getting ready for a huge life change start next year, right? And like we're talking about the, Patrick came on a podcast, started he's all excited about the new deal. We're excited, right? It's huge what we're uh-huh. doing and we're excited. But I wouldn't even done that deal because it's going to take so much time, travel, and, and, and it's going to take a lot of my focus. I wouldn't have done that deal if Linda said no. I went to her first. Are you okay with us doing this and changing our life and moving out? What do you think about when there's big change? Those are big changes, right? But even if somebody's trying to change their diet or trying to change a lifestyle or trying to kick an addiction or a habit, a big changes in relationships, not always career, but it has to be understood that the moment you're making that big change, you're going to change the routine in the relationship. Yeah, and it has to be understood. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think change in all forms, if it involves the significant other, should be brought up and and talked about. If it's small things that you know it has no effect on that person, it's just kind of a personal thing for you. Then maybe not. Maybe that person will pick up on the habit and then kind of see, and then maybe get curious and ask the conversation. But I remember when when I decided that you know I'm going to compete and stuff like that. I decided to do it maybe a few weeks before Vanessa. And our thing was to go travel random places on the weekend, on our cheat day, get food, and, like, rate it. You know, just random and do a long road trip, pick up food. It was one of our favorite things. And I had to tell her, we're not going to be able to do this as often as we normally do. Because, Very true. And that was – that sounds stupid. It's like, oh, you're dieting. No, that was a our time, our, like, adventure. Sure. That I cut off just because I decided I wanted to compete, you know. It was a me thing, but it affected us. So it needed to be at least acknowledged. She was happy about it. It was worth it. It wasn't even a convert. It wasn't even, you know, a, a back and forth. She was happy and we were able to do but that. But it's important. See, those things are the, what, why a lot of um, 
personal development and wellness and weight loss and changing your life fails is because you don't do that. Uh You just decide, I'm going to go on this diet or I'm going to start this workout routine. And what happens is it disturbs the relationship and the relationship pulls you back into the old routine. You got to have a conversation with your partner. It's got to be, I think nowadays more than ever, it has to be a partnership, especially if you have kids and things like that, because there's a lot of work with kids now. It's not simple. Just let them walk to the park. You can't do that anymore with the kids, right? So I think I agree with you on that. Well, this is interesting. Uh, I love talking love with you. It's kind of weird, but uh, is there anything you want to add? Be close the show out. Are you good? Yeah, I, I think this is uh, interesting because as, as if you would have asked me in the beginning about this, I, I don't like talking about it. right now the way that things have, have gone and watching, like like I said, with everything with stress mastery, once you implement it and watch the results happen, then it's like, okay, I, I want to talk about it because it's worked. And the one thing I would say, especially with the relationship is that, you know, nonverbal things can say I love you and I care and stuff. Sure. We had a, a, a conversation not too long ago where Vanessa, she gave me like the burnt pieces of rice. Right. And I was like, damn, you give me the, the crappy part. She goes, no, you like that. I said, no, I just know you don't. So I will eat it. Right. That's funny. She was like, it's- oh, I never knew that. She just thought I liked it. Uh, no, if I had the option to, I'm not eating that. You know, like that was, but I, I did it for her because I knew she would not. So stuff like that, people don't acknowledge that sure. type of stuff. But to me, that was, I care, you know? Yeah, this is a good. a different way to do it with nonverbal. Whoever thought Big Dave Barreto would be so kind and loving. I never, we never, <laughs> nobody ever thought they would see this version. I'm just going to say that right now. That's it for today's show, right? That's for sure. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is the greatest shift in the planet. You can join us on this mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. Links are right below the show notes as always. Until next time, stay inspired.